Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hello, friends. I am focusing in the month of January on how to grow a strong team through hiring for your pet business. This is actually the module focus I also have in the Pet Biz MBA membership, so I thought I'd bring some of that right in here to the hive. We are really digging deep in our membership, not only into sources and tactics to be able to find the right people, but also how to hold their hand through the orientation procedure and really ensure that they are being led well, because of course they are the face of your pet business. They are out there doing the work. They are talking to the clients and to the community. So it is really important that they are brought into your team and led well. Uh, so I will be actually just trickling some of this information in the Pet Biz Hive podcast a little bit throughout this entire month. Um, I can admit you might hear some rants and a few soapbox moments, but trust me, I have 24 years of hiring, firing, leading poorly, and actually leading well. I have learned a few lessons and I would love to be able to share those with you. This podcast is a focus on today's labor market and how we should and should not be responding. If we didn't learn enough from the pandemic, we're now being deluged with all of these new coined expressions for the labor market. Of course, the first one to come out of it was the great resignation, right? It hit the hardest in, of course, healthcare and hospitality. Uh, we've seen such a big mindset shift about what work is all about. Uh, people have had a change in life priorities. Uh, some of the resignation was because of a loss of childcare options. Uh, sometimes it was a change in expectations and the demands of the labor market. Uh, a lot of employees realized they had the upper hand. Um and that really did seem to accelerate the great resignation and the inflation of wages. There, of course, has been a lot of restructuring. There's been a lot of growth. I know we have seen that in our pet business industry. There's been a lot of available jobs. And one of the biggest things is the increase in self-employment and the lure of freedom that self-employment comes with. So, you know, we started out with that great resignation concept, and now we're seeing quiet quitting. Employees that just decide to do the bare minimum. They come to work, they punch the time clock, they do just whatever is expected, and that's it. Gone are the employees who come in and show initiative and... Uh, really try to work to improve both themselves and their skills and improve the business. It's it's now a term of 
acting their wage. So um, there's a lack of initiative in really growing themselves. And whether or not this is a, a generational thing or just a condition of the current generations having to go through such a, a difficult time. So we do have to be mindful of what that looks like. But on the flip side, uh, they might not be having the same advantage or be tooting their horns quite as much because of the recession. We're having a bit of a flip in our labor market and there, especially in the tech sector, there's a lot of jobs that are being eliminated. So it is causing another labor market shift and we will just have to see how that goes. Um, these employees that feel like quiet quitting is like a legit thing to do, you know, they, they're either going to see the writing on the wall and they're going to realize that the employee advantage reign is going to be over or they're, of course, going to possibly be the first ones eliminated. We need to watch out for those people because they might end up coming to our positions. So we need to make it very clear what our company is all about. I definitely recommend anytime that you are looking to hire that one of the biggest things you focus on is their work history and their length of employment, especially right now. You want to see, have they been job hopping and taking advantage of the current employee-friendly market, just trying to find the next new thing? Uh, We invest so much in our employees and our team. We certainly don't want to have someone come in that is just using pet care as a stopgap until the next best thing comes along. It's great to have uh, a recommended requirement for someone to come work for you. Say, you know, we, we hire people who can commit to three months or six months, whatever you deem that to be, because it is expensive to deal with employee turnover. Not as expensive as what they say in a lot of industries. You know, many industries, they'll say, oh, it's you know, three quarters, it costs you three fourths of an annual salary to replace someone. We don't have that much. We all have very individual businesses and what we invest into training and onboarding a new employee is going to be vastly different. Uh, Some of us, it goes to the point of a background check. Others, it is an intense amount of administration time, testing, certifications, um, you know, field training and uh, ride-alongs. And, you know, all of that can really add up because we don't just look at the cost of providing certifications, the, the cost of, you know, paying uh, paying trainers. We have to really look at the administration time, the value of our own time on going through that hiring process. It all does add up. Another one of these interesting terms that has come up is quiet firing. I do have a bit of a soapbox on this one. I really see that this is an employer's retaliation to the idea of quiet quitting and the things that we have experienced during the pandemic and post-pandemic. Basically, quiet firing is making your employee's life such a hell that they quit on their own. Hmm, what kind of leadership is that? Now, from a financial standpoint, I get it. 
nobody wants to have a claim on their unemployment, correct? I think we can all agree on that. If we if we have employees, if we're growing a team, the most annoying eye-rolling thing in the world, biggest groan ever, is getting that little envelope from your Department of Labor saying that someone has claimed unemployment. One of your past employees has claimed unemployment. And we know, of course, that is an investment on our part. That's part of what we pay into on a payroll basis is paying into the unemployment for our state. Some states that is a higher percentage than others. And of course the percentage can change based off of your experience rating. But how exactly are you going to build a good team culture if all you are looking at is how you can prevent that person from filing unemployment? So many things go into having your employee onboarded well and managed well throughout the life of their employment with you. Many times, of course, we will have issues with our employees. If we don't manage issues well, it will build up to that point that they are quiet quitting or that you want to quiet fire them. I understand that, but... We certainly can take a step back and look at different techniques that we could use to work on these employees to get them on board with how we need them to work in our companies. So I really consider the concept of quiet firing to be leadership failure. It is leadership failure. We are challenged by an autonomous team. There's inherently just a lack of connection in our industry because we just can't get together at the water cooler. Many of these situations that that we see where, you know, employees are just starting to kind of fade away, they're becoming detached from the work that they are doing, disengaged from the team. So much harder for us to keep a team culture strong because we don't see each other. So that puts the responsibility on you as the owner to work harder to bring those people closer to the mission and the vision and the values of your company. So the concept of quiet firing and let's just not give them any good visits or let's give them like the total crap visits and the total crap dogs out there and then hopefully we'll make them quit. That's a leadership failure. You will not have that strong team unless you build a strong culture of belonging and it will be tough. I'm not telling you it won't be tough. It is something that I work on in my own pet business all the time. You need to learn how to lead. You need to learn how to guide your employees. Stop treating your staff just like cogs in a wheel, like they are totally disposable, totally replaceable, like they're the burger flippers of our industry because they can feel that. I leave you with a little question this week. How can you change the way that you lead your people in 2023? How are you going to create an environment that your team will say, this is literally the best part-time job I have ever had? So take the challenge. Next week, I'm going to bring you some lessons that we have learned over the last 24 years with staff and how we make a large team function as a unit. Make it a great weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. 
You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?